as DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. The snap and the give. Zach Moss goes left, cuts up the middle. He fires into the end zone. He is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. Zach Moss from one yard out puts the Bills into the end zone. They fake the jet sweep. They throw it right side. Caught at the right front pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes, 101 in his career. The fastest in National Football League history. Breeze drops back to throw. Looking over the middle. Hit as he throws. Delivered! Touchdown, Emmanuel Sanders! It's the NFL. There's no easy games. Um, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know everyone's come, coming for us. You didn't know who, uh, I'm not trying to take any shots at anybody, but if you didn't know who America's team was, you should have seen the stands and all the, the terrible towels. Dallas may be uh, America's team, but we'll be the world's team because we got fans everywhere in the best of the world. That's Ben Roethlisberger right there after the Steelers improved to 8-0, and the last undefeated team in the NFL. He's right, it's usually not easy, and the Chiefs, who are the defending champs, would say the same thing after a 33-31 win. But PK, the Saints sure made it look easy. They annihilated the Bucks, And at the start, you heard the Bills uh, touchdown there for Zach Moss, the former Ute. They made it look pretty easy against Seattle. Yeah, I thought the two best days... Uh Yesterday were the Bills and the Saints. The Saints handing, handing Tom Brady his worst loss ever by 35 points. And the Bills look very good. Josh Allen, I watched that game. Thankfully, gosh, man, I don't know. I, I, if I were you, I'd quit Channel 2. You're going to show me the Broncos and the Falcons? Yeah! How pathetic is that? And I got the ticket, and so I watched the entirety of the Bills and the Seahawks, and the Bills offense looked great. They threw the ball pretty much every down to open the game. It, they just they weren't going to let Seattle's defense off the hook. They didn't respect the pass rush. They didn't respect the coverage. And they threw the ball on 23 of their first 26 snaps. That is... <laughs> forget all the cliches about balanced offense and all that. That was, uh, that was unbelievably one-sided. Well, I mean, this is the new football. This is the, the, the way the football is. As Mahomes sets the record for earliest to 100 to touchdown passes. All, all passing records are in the last 20 years. Any other games catch your attention in all of this? I wouldn't want to be quarterback at Washington. They just seem to have one nasty injury after another. Alex Smith had his horrific injury. Kyle Allen dislocate an ankle, maybe broke a bone. Alex came back in and threw a touchdown pass, but they lost to the Giants. The kind of money they would make, I would beg to be a quarterback for the uh, Skins, and that is the Washington football team. The Pigskins, if you get to rename them. Yes, so they're still the Skins. I mean, injuries can happen anywhere. Whatever. I mean, why, why didn't you include Theismann in there? Good point. Didn't go back in the day, but you're right. Put them on the list. Yeah, and I thought the Cardinals tripped over themselves. They had an opportunity to be in first place alone halfway through. And anytime they get prosperity, they just can't handle it. Dolphins beating the Cardinals there despite Kyler Murray's four touchdowns. And the Chargers continue to lose at the buzzer. Yes. It's a touchdown. Celebrate. Oh, we're reviewing it. It's not. Yeah. And it was the right call. And the ball went off the ground. But it is amazing how many times they've gone right down to the end and found a way not to win. 
Yes, but Herbert continues to look great, man. If I'm them, if I'm the Charger organization, I'm excited about what I have in this kid. Worst attempted tackle by a quarterback ever, Phillip Rivers, in the Colts game. Ravens end up winning that thing 24-10. He's flat on his back with a guy jumping over him after he tripped over his own feet. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. And into Tyler Algier. Algier has it up and has a hole. Algier is on his way. He's pounding the blue. And he's headed for Painter. All the way for a score. 86 yards. Wilson keeps it. Has a window. And Chevy's in for the score. His eighth rushing touchdown this season. Nailed in motion. Boise State doesn't know who to cover right now. BYU blowing out Boise State in the third quarter. 51-17, the final score. Left some points out there in the first half PK, and then in this halftime, they got it figured out, and they scored on five straight possessions coming out of the locker room. Just crushing the Broncos. Zach Wilson, 359 yards and three touchdown passes. That is, uh, that was just a completely dominant performance in the third quarter. I uh, can't say anything more than what you just said. Absolutely. And I know we're going to hear third team quarterback, and obviously that impeded and impacted their offense. Uh, you know, BYU you played with a third team quarterback when they beat Boise last year. Uh, but nevertheless, the defense, I don't know what Boise's using for an excuse on that, and BYU's offense is in high gear. I believe they're going to play in a New Year's Day Bowl. I believe that that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to lose now unless they put a game that I don't know is added to the schedule. I don't think they're going to lose. And obviously, in a couple of weeks, they're going to beat North Alabama. And then a couple of weeks after that, I believe they'll beat San Diego State. And I think they'll get in because they are sexy. And they're lighting up the television. And you got guys like Kendrick Perkins out there uh, putting stuff on Twitter. They're fun to watch. And you got all sorts of national media putting on BYU's fun to watch. I don't know what the attendance would be, say, if they went to the Fiesta Bowl. So I can't really say, you know, BYU travels and all that stuff. And obviously, if they put in fans, Fiesta Bowl's now played in the Cardinal Stadium, not in the Sun Devil Stadium anymore, where the Utes played back in uh, 2004 05. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I don't know if that's a factor. But they're a team that people want to see. Zach Wilson is rekindling memories of the old whack days and all that stuff. So, yeah, I believe that they're going to be in a New Year's Day Bowl. San Diego State may have looked like a big game, but their three fourth-quarter turnovers cost them a, uh, a win in San Jose State with their backup quarterback ended up winning that. So some of the luster off that. BYU will be a heavy favorite to be 10-0. Like you yeah. say, maybe 11 Will they get that 11th game? Who will uh, Who will it be? We'll have to see uh, uh, if that really happens. Do you really want it, though? Because I don't think you're going to get in the playoff. So at this point, do you really want an opportunity to get knocked out? I say no. Just shut it down, take the 10-0, and, and figure that'll be good enough? If that gets you into New Year's Day, why risk it? Why risk injury? Why wish, risk the possibility of losing? Because uh, I, I don't think you'll get in the playoff either way. Uh, we'll get to my thoughts on, on the playoff and what I think is, is extremely bogus here in, in a little bit. But, yeah, that's my thought as we sit here on the November 9th this morning. So we can get into this a little later. I'm surprised how confident you are about New Year's Day. 
You know, could a 10-0 BYU team be left out of New Year's Day? I think they could. I think there's a chance because of all the points you make about they're sexy, they throw the ball, and, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, They're fun to watch, and, and, you know, TV networks like that kind of stuff. But that means they're going to muscle out an SEC team or a Big Ten team or I don't know. Who? Who will get left out? It seems like there's a lot of guaranteed spots. I'm worried about (laughs) who gets put in. You worry about who's left out. I'll let you handle that. Well, I expect before Tom Homo schedules that game, he will be calling around to see uh, what the word is quietly, and he can probably get some advice on that, I would think. BYU up a spot in the polls. They're number eight now in the coaches and AP Top 25 polls. They, they passed Georgia after Georgia got beat. And now a bye week and North Alabama, and on they go. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Utah State 0-3, blown out three weeks in a row, and a coaching change. Gary Anderson is out, and Frank Miley, the uh, co-defensive coordinator, assistant head coach, will be the interim head coach for the rest of the year. Utah State's got to play Fresno State this week. The Bulldogs are 2-1, and and this has just all gone horribly wrong, PK. Yeah, it really has. I mean, they've looked awful each week. And they've looked awful every possible way, giving up massive amounts of yardage on the ground, giving up massive amounts of yardage through the air. Their offense is awful. Uh, you know, the word was that Gary, his heart wasn't maybe into it as much, and he was probably going to be out this year. So uh, they make the change. Now, here's what I believe. I don't know that here's what I know, but here's what I believe. I believe right now there is some internal conflict within the athletic department do they want to go national search and the good thing about getting rid of your coach this early uh even though it's november three games for them others have played many more we understand all that in this weird year but you get an opportunity to get a jump on stuff so you can start you now have an opening right so you can start making your way so some maybe at a higher level want to go national Others at a more local level want Jay Hill. And so what's it going to be? I mean, to me, this Hill, this job's got Jay Hill's name all over it. I mean, we all know the phenomenal job he did at, and is doing, still doing, at Weber State. And with them not playing till the spring, or at least in February, that can give them an opportunity if they wanted it. So they'll have to decide. They want to go national or they want to go local. For me, my thought is go local all the way because the problem with Utah State when you go national, as soon as he has success, what happens? Gone. Yeah. Either way. It's yeah. either going to be uh, three winning seasons and you get a better job and you're out of there or three losing seasons and you're paying a coach off and you're firing him and then you got to wonder if Jay Hill's still available. Right now, he's sitting down the road at Weber State. The Mountain West is clearly a step up. More money, more prestige, blah, blah, blah. We know all that. And he gets to stay local, and that yeah. matters to him. His kids, I know he's got uh, kids in college. I believe uh, he's got a daughter. Last, at least last year, she was uh, interested in broadcasting. He was going to BYU. Uh, so I don't know if she's there this year, but she was last year. I know that. I talked to him about that. And so, uh, to me, and you got, uh, uh, what's his name, Jerry uh, this the, the AD at uh, at uh, Utah State. Bovey. Jerry Bovey. Bovey, yeah. I was going to say. Well, Hartwell's the AD, but he's the assistant. Well, I was, yeah. No, I said at Weber State. Oh, at Weber oh, State. Oh, at Weber yeah. State. Yeah, there's well, that time. He's the AD at Weber State. Now he's yeah. at Utah State. Yep. 
I was going to say Graybill, but I knew that wasn't it. That's that was the old. <laughs> That's coach. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry Bovey obviously was there, instrumental with Jay Hill. Already worked with him. He's associate AD and Hardwell himself. You know he could move on because that seems to happen. If you're not local, you're probably going to move on when you get a better opportunity. Uh, whereas if you are local, that's not to say you don't move on, but maybe you uh, consider it more likely to stay. And so you've got Bovey there, and you got Jay Hill there. Uh, they won at Weber. I believe they could do it again at, at Utah State. We'll see what happens. Well, it'll be interesting to see who gets to call the shots because, uh, I mean, if you believe everything you hear, Hartwell wasn't thrilled with the Gary Anderson hire. That wasn't the direction he wanted to go, and now it hasn't worked out. Right. So, and his basketball coach hire, that, I mean, Greg's come in and had two good years. That was so. a great hire. There's yeah, that, no doubt about it. Right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. Well, the Utah had their season opener against Arizona canceled due to a COVID-19 outbreak. Less than 53 scholarship players available. You can do the math on that. That means it sounds like between whoever uh, tested positive and then whoever was sidelined, another group of players sidelined uh, for contract tracing. And when do they come back? And what happens to the UCLA game? And I didn't know if it would be on or off PK, and it didn't really occur to me that it would be moved one day. <laughs> maybe maybe that's where a bunch of players uh, become available with an extra day. Uh, I haven't heard anything from the U specifically over the weekend. Maybe we will later today or tomorrow. But the UCLA game that was set for Friday night at the Rose Bowl is now Saturday night at 8.30. It'll be on FS1 and Maybe that extra day will enable the Utes to get some players back they wouldn't have had otherwise. Well, Kyle's uh, speaking this morning. We'll have him alive, won't, won't we, Yuck? Yes, we will, 8.30. See how much yeah. he has to say on that topic. Yeah, yeah. I so guess we'll, we'll he'll have, have an him. update. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, move it to Sunday if you need to. Uh, do whatever you need to do if you can get the game in. I mean, under these circumstances, we understand that it's a crazy deal. My thought is, and I've been saying this now for a few weeks, they're, I'm not going to pay attention to the standings. I mean, nothing against the Utes, but I can't have a division winner playing only five games. <laughs> At what point is it not a season? It's not. It's just a now, series of exhibitions. Well, it's the intent is to recoup as much money as you can and get the kids out there playing ball. This and, is what the kids want to do. And this I would is, rather watch. Yeah. I would rather watch four games than none at all. I mean, they could Precisely. lose. They could lose another game. Yeah. But at, right. at what point? Are we really having a football season? So I, I get your point. I mean, We're having it's, games. At, at four games, that's a month, and you can get hot, and you can get cold, and you can go back and look at the Utes or whoever else you know your favorite team is and say, hey, there's a month where they were good and there's a month they were bad, and neither one of those months really told the story of the 2018 or 2015 season or whatever year you want to pick at whatever school. Yeah, so. I just don't think five games is enough to declare a winner, and that's, that's not against Utah. I've been, I've been saying this now for a few weeks. Certainly, if we get another week in which four of the 12 can't play, I don't see how there's any, reason, any way you can consider the Pac-12 for the playoff. And go ahead and play the games and, and, and play uh, the game, uh, even if you have a title game. But in my mind, I'm still going to watch. I mean, there was a void Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon. I watched other stuff. But I really wanted to be watching the Utes. Yeah, it was really the, disappointing that game. The day didn't had set up nice for Pac-12 football, and everybody knows that's my first love. 
and I I wanted a game in that slot. I would I was I would have handled any game that involved uh, Pac-12. And I mean, I watched Georgia and Florida and all that stuff, and was flicking around. So it wasn't like there was nothing to do. But I'm a Pac-12 guy, and I wanted to see. I just don't see how you can consider it a legitimate season with a first place winner in your division when you're only playing four or five games. But that's not to say don't play them by any stretch. I'm saying play them. Oh, what if uh, there are a bunch of teams that play four or five games, but Oregon is seven and zero? I mean, Oregon's the team everybody's looking at. What about them? Well, would you put put them in the playoff if they're seven and zero? Even if other teams are playing four and five games. Yeah, but I mean, who's playing? Who's available? Which guys are available? And is your quarterback out? And so you're down to your second or third team quarterback because he like that like Trevor Lawrence. He can stand on the sideline. He can be right there, but he, he can't, can't play. play. That makes no sense. Right. And then we've got the storm in the field, but we'll get to that. Well, Boise <laughs> was had Bachmeyer right on the sideline reportedly every saying that he was the COVID casualty for them. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. It didn't look very isolated is what you're saying. I thought, I thought you went in isolation when you got sick. Well, you're not necessarily sick, too, either. It's just contact tracing. Well, then, just because then, you have it doesn't mean you're sick. You're no longer contagious, but you still got to wait out the 14 days? I don't, know. I don't know all those rules. Yeah. All I'm saying is it leads to some bogus entity. Nice. I like that word. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. This is it. The throw towards the end zone is caught after it was tipped up in the air for a touchdown. USC, Brew McCoy, fourth and nine. This is the ball game. Minute 26 to go. No timeouts left. Down by a touchdown. Trojans trying to rally somehow, some way. Slovis to pass. Throws for the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown. USC. Drake London in the back of the end zone. Has it in between two defenders. And the ball game is tied. Not you, well. Yeah, right. USC clearly waking up a little late for that game. Turnovers on downs, just playing turnovers also, and interceptions, and is everything going wrong? And then the last three minutes, touchdown, onside kick, touchdown. The first touchdown was on fourth down on a deflected pass. Uh, as a Sun Devil, did you just need to lead out a let out a primal yell and take a walk around the block? Oh, no. Only for the Rose Bowl. It's not the Rose Bowl. You can't yeah. compare that. No, well, this is what Herm Edwards does. I mean, everybody loves him. He's a great quote, and he's 15 and 12. <laughs> Come on. And his big goal, he's a defensive coach, and his goal is to keep the game close. I mean, the, 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 not the last possession, but the prior possession, they ran the ball. Third down. The whole goal was to have SC use its timeouts. Goal accomplished. It wasn't to win the game. It was to keep you play to keep the game close. <laughs> that, that's what he does. He's had 27 games, and 18 of them have been a one score. That's now, the NFL played, influence. They've played two Big Sky teams because this is his third season. So take those out. One of which they beat Troy Taylor's team, Sac State, only 19-7. to But nevertheless, take those two out. So 18 of the 25 games 
that he's coached against D1 have been a one score. He doesn't play to win. He plays to keep it close. And sometimes it works. Last year, Michigan State, he totally takes the air out of it, and they kick a field goal to win. Now, if the field goal would have got blocked, or he would have missed it, shanked it, they don't win the game, right? This is what he does. So what happened on Saturday doesn't surprise me at all. And Keaton Slovis will win a Super Bowl. I promise you that. That's my bold prediction. A I've been Super Bowl. You, he is really, really good. He is Joe Montana at the college level. This well, kid is something special. He's got to get to the right franchise then. He can't. If he's he too special. He will make the franchise. Oh, all right. Make the defense. Make the coaching staff. Well, we see Tom Brady did it. Number four, Notre Dame beats number one, Clemson, in double overtime. So, is Notre Dame going to get full credit for this, or if they lose to Trevor in the uh, conference title game, are they going to get left out? Are they a playoff team now? Because they stormed the field. They were all sorts of excited. That led to all sorts of blowback, including stuff from the university president. You're getting tested before you leave town. Well, are they a playoff team now? The answer is yes, they are. But they're not deciding the playoff teams now. You still got a chance to mess it up. Well, and then, uh, you know, if they lose a close one to Clemson, is Clemson in? Because if Clemson is in, well, then I think if, deserves if, to be in, too. If Clemson comes, if uh, Lawrence comes back and Clemson wins out, I think Clemson will be in with one loss. But uh, if they lose a close one, though, and it go, can go, because this game the other night could have gone either way. Yes. But, yeah, we see them storm the field. I mean, it's a selective outrage. You all, uh, freaking people in Utah County, I can't believe them. I expect to hear some, on our airwaves, I expect to, to all these folks celebrating the presidency, and I expect all these folks celebrating Notre Dame win. I expect them to be called out the way the hapless slobs in Utah County were called out. Well, the Notre Dame students got called out. They all got to get tested now, The whatever the county health department is there, and, and the president. Maricopa County. <laughs> it's not Maricopa County. All right, any other games? The other top ten game, you mentioned Florida and Georgia. And Georgia's defense was supposed to be all that. And they had a 14-0 lead. And the Gators, that was just effortless. Hot knife through butter, all those cliches. That was just one touchdown pass after another. Yeah, their quarterback's really good. I mean, in terms of touchdown passes, he's just lighting it up. Seems like each week. They're, they're, they're fun to watch also. Trask is, uh, is airing it out left and right. Um, and even down the middle. <laughs> yes, even down the middle. And their uh their uh their tight end is uh is oh, Pitts? is awesome. Pitts? Yes. Pitts, yeah. Kyle Pitts. Uh only two catches in that game which surprised me. Well, he also took a hit that was horrific, so just throw the ball up for grabs and let him go get it. He is the Gronk of college Gronk in his prime of college football. He is just he's a highlight every week. I don't, I don't people have no chance to defend him. All right, anything else? Uh, the other Pac-12 games, you're a little surprised the way Colorado jumped all over UCLA, 35-7, held on for the 48-42 win. That was a bizarro game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, geez, my gosh. I mean, they, were, they had like 35 points in the first quarter, it seems. <laughs> I know. What happened? I guess this is why uh, coaches want to play a uh, total cupcake or two to work the kinks out and not get punished for them. Well, Colorado so, did. 
Yes, but UCLA is sitting there. <laughs> like, you know, if we'd had a nice game job. before this, we could have worked some of this stuff out. <laughs> Thank you. And then God. we would have beaten these guys. Chip Kelly to Logan. Oh, wow. Uh, as far as games, uh, Air Force and Army got canceled, and now the Air Force game uh, next weekend is off also. We've already canceled the Air Force-Wyoming game. Going ahead. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So according to reports, the Detroit Pistons are intrigued with top draft prospect LaMelo Ball. Interested in moving up from the number seven overall pick and GM Troy Weaver, who worked for the Jazz a couple uh, jobs ago, said uh, moving up is definitely an option. Countdowns on to the draft are now nine days away. Ready for a flurry of trades here? I mean, we got we got a ton of football and the Masters this week, and now we got all the NBA stuff on top of it. It's coming fast and furious, PK. Well, uh, I don't know that we'll have the lead up, but once the draft happens that night, obviously we'll be all over it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Justin Turner will not be disciplined for returning to the field to celebrate his team's World Series title after he tested positive for COVID-19. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred issued a lengthy statement Friday alongside one from Turner, another from the Dodger president and CEO. Took some partial responsibility. Apparently, Justin Turner got some mixed guidance and his teammates figured we're already playing a game with him. We've already been around him. What does it matter at this point? So, no suspension, no fine for him, PK. Yeah, that, that uh, apology to me, Red. I'm sorry you're mad. Yeah, a little bit. All right, DJ PK, what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Utes availability in the 8 o'clock hour. Kyle Whittingham at about 8.30. So uh, presumably we will hear quite a bit more about the game getting called off. Last weekend and next week's game, now this week's game, uh, being moved from Friday to Saturday. But the Bruins game apparently still on. Kyle Winningham at 8.30. Dick Harmon, sports columnist for the D News, coming up at 9 o'clock. It's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone.